Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Ben Olson, that's Nathan Fox. We're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. We have an email here from Ruthie. Apparently, Ruthie just took the November LSAT and has this to say. I'm not opposed to taking it in January of next year, but I am concerned that applying that late in the cycle will adversely affect my admissions chances. I am applying for fall 2024 admission after recently realizing that I wanted to go to law school recently being approximately three months ago, at which point I enrolled in a prep course. I know your philosophy is don't pay for law school. However, I am less concerned with my ultimate scholarship amount and more concerned with my admissions chances. Can we just stop right there for a half second? These things are the same. True. They're the same. If you're improving your scholarship chances, you're also improving your admissions chances. It's not like one or the other. Admissions are necessary for scholarships. And you don't apply separately for scholarships. Schools just offer you scholarships when you apply. It is certainly part of the application process. You're, you know, you're not going to just get a letter of admission. You're, you're going to get a letter of admission either with scholarship option, scholarship offer included, or it might say scholarships offers, you know, like financing kind of information will follow, but it's a critical part. Yeah. Like you negotiating the price is certainly part of the negotiation. I guess my point is if someone says to me, they're concerned about their admissions chances, but they're not concerned about scholarships. Okay. Well, how are you going to improve your chances for admission? You're going to get better at the LSAT. You're going to try to get your best GPA. If you haven't finished that yet, you're going to do the exact same things that you would do to try to improve your scholarship. So true. Are, I, you know, I don't know. Anyways, let's keep. I get well. I guess what you're saying is, all of our advice about the LSAT is going to be the exact same, whether you're going for Money. scholarships or whether you're just trying to get in. Yeah, to the best. That's just a, like that's yeah. almost like a personal decision that Ruthie. All you're telling us is you're going to decide to take the best offer you can get instead of just. Or sorry, you're going to decide to go to the best school you can get into instead of deciding to go to the school that gives you the best scholarship offer. Yeah, that's fine. That's not a decision that we would make. Maybe what Ruthie is telling us is that she's wealthy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I get my grandparents are paying for it. I don't give a shit where I'm going or the military is paying for it. Yeah, I don't care. So so I don't. Maybe that's what Ruthie is telling us. Or maybe Ruthie is saying, I think you're wrong. I think it's worth borrowing money to go to law school. Yeah, but it's weird, though, because even then, right, like, OK, let's say you don't care about money. Money is not a problem for you. Uh, your parents have just given you the check and they're going to pay you now. They're also going to pay for your living expenses. Do you want to go to a school where you're going to be near the bottom of the class or a school where you're going to be in the middle or the top? I mean, that's still something like this decision. It it goes beyond just scholarships and admissions. It's also about job prospects, right? Anyway. For reference, I have a 3.9 undergraduate GPA, which puts me in the 50th percentile at my choice schools, which are NYU and Columbia. Additionally, I did not attend a target undergraduate institution, which I am concerned will affect my admissions chances at the aforementioned top schools, especially when combined with my relatively late application. Oh, boy. What's a I don't know what a target. I've never heard that phrase target undergraduate institution. No, I haven't either. 
maybe by ta- maybe by target, she's referring to undergraduate schools that people tend to target when they're going to undergrad, like higher top. rank. Yeah, she just means top potentially. Top. Yep, yep. I don't think that really matters as much. The three point nine, if combined with the right LSAT, would is still gonna you know it's it's gonna be all about the LSAT. Yep. We have nothing in here about an LSAT. Yep. Hmm. I know your instinct, says Ruthie, will most likely be to caution me against applying this cycle. However, considering I am willing to forego scholarship money, I am wondering what other advice you may have that will help me maximize my chances. Thank you in advance for your time and consideration. Best regards, Ruthie. Ruthie, it sounds like you are like hell bent on rushing into the fall 2024 cycle. And it sounds like you really want to ignore a lot of our advice. So it's hard to offer advice in that context. But one thing that I know for sure is that the LSAT is the thing that can really swing your admissions and scholarships, but fine, you don't care about scholarships. The LSAT is the thing that's going to swing your admissions chances far more than how early or late you applied. Yeah, but also applying early helps, right? Like if if Ruthie wants to increase her chances, she should retake the LSAT and then apply early for next year rather than... Apply early next cycle. Yeah, rather than late this cycle. They get so caught up in this like, but, but if I, if I retake it in January, then that makes my application late. Okay. (laughs) You were already probably late. It makes you later. Does it make a difference if you're later in the cycle? Well, maybe, maybe not, but if it's I mean, at some point, right, the applications are really getting locked in and you're really hurting yourself. By well, some later. eventually yeah. you're actually after the deadline, at which yeah. point you literally can't even apply. So, yeah, it, can, it matters at some point at the extreme. It matters extremely. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, is as long as they're still accepting applications. If you're going to score five or six points higher on the LSAT. Then it's a no brainer that you have to retake the LSAT. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it for for everything, admissions and scholarships, five or six points is always going to outweigh an earlier application. I yes. mean, well, it's the wrecking ball after right? the deadline. It's the literally a wrecking ball. It's not literally a wrecking ball. No, it's literally a wrecking ball. <laughs> According to the second definition in the dictionary, which yeah. means figurative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is literally a wrecking ball. The, According uh, to the second definition of the literally poor use figuratively. That, yeah. That we all yeah. use. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Ruthie, for writing in. I wish I knew your LSAT. If if Ruthie's like, I've got a 158, then really? it's like, well, you're not even like you're not getting into NYU and Columbia. Yep. But, you know, you know, 95 percent of the time you're not. And but if you already have like a 175 or a 170, I don't know. The, the advice does change a little bit there, depending on what your LSAT is. Email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or Law School Admissions news. Thanks for listening.